0: The Unofficial Lounge with Ashante, Graybond and Monty. We're here to give you the insight into some of the biggest plays you remember, involving the people wearing the stripes. We look at the grit takes to become an official while exploring the history of officiating with the people who made it. It's more than black and white. Oh, we got a special one for you on the next episode. It's five time Super Bowl official Mr. Al Jury.
1: Well, it was in New Orleans and uh before the game, uh, we uh, we took our wives out to uh, to eat at the Commander Palace. Uh, it was no, it was for uh, 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 you No, know, they're world famous for their barbecue shrimp. And uh, we went there. And uh, while we were in there as a uh, crew, uh, one of the guys named Ron Boshen, who also worked by a Super Bowl, who just passed away just a year or so ago. He was one of, out of the five guys that worked five Super Bowls, I'm the only one living right now.
0: And then finally, Mr. Al Jury gives us the three C's
1: that'll help you throughout your officiating career. Make sure you, you concentrate out there. The number two is confidence. You gotta have confidence in what you're doing, you know. Know them rules, know, know what you have to do. If you don't know the rule book, know, know the, the the rules that pertain to your position. You know what I'm saying? You got to know that. You got to know when it's a safety or when it's a touchback, you know, and that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? You got to know uh, 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 and, and count count your players every time. On the kickoff, don't let them come out there with 12 men on the field and kick, and you don't catch it. Always mm-hmm. count, your, uh, count your men your responsibility.
2: He listened to you. And he got a downgrade, <laughs> and then the time you he didn't listen to you, he still got a downgrade. So he ain't know what to throw. <laughs>
1: no, no, that that was uh that coach with Buffalo was was on him about something. He come back later and apologize to Chuck because Kirk Donner come over there and tried to uh, I, I back judge, still judge, tried to come over and and change uh, me and Chuck's mind on the call, and we told him. Man, go fish in your own pond. Don't be coming over here fishing <laughs> in our pond. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, uh, uh, what, what, what was that coach? Uh, uh, coach's name for Buffalo that, that uh, was with the when they won all them playoff game. Uh, uh, Marv, Levy? Marv, Marv Levy, yeah, Marv Levy. Marv is all over Chuck. He all over, he just talking blah, blah 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 So Chuck kind of ignoring the cat and then. One of his coaches, I guess they called down there and said that was a good call that we made, and uh, he came, he did he was mad enough to come and apologize to Chuck for. yeah
3: all right everybody. welcome back to the unofficials lounge. We are joined today by a very special guest. This gentleman worked five super Bowls i i it, it, I don't need to say anything else but five Super Bowls. <laughs> welcome to the unofficial lounge. Mr Al jury. Welcome, now. Welcome, Al.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
3: So, Al, you know, we, we were talking a little bit before we got on, and I heard that you started in the NFL in 1978. That was before I was born. You uh, started with-
2: in the Pac-8. I don't <laughs> even
3: know if that
1: existed, man. Let's go back to that. <laughs> <That's> not- <laughs> know your history, now. Know your history.
3: Yeah. no you hit so 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 yeah. let's start there shante you right let's first of all we'll be we start off with everybody what started you in officiating before we go anywhere else what started you in officiating
1: well i started umpiring little league baseball when i was about 16 years old and uh i was going i graduated from high school in 1959 and i i uh started uh doing at at junior college i went to uh Marino valley college which is a junior college and uh our football coach one of our our our, uh defensive back coach he uh was the president of the local uh association And, and i was working intramural sports on campus and he said you got some talent why don't you join the association so by me joining the association uh, at age 18, I started working a uh, junior All-American Pop Warner. I had a guy named Ronnie Lott that played in San you As a matter of fact, his father was a recruiter for the Air Force, and uh, I was a mail carrier at the time, and I used to deliver the mail to the recruiting office. And uh, he asked me, he said, uh, I got a couple sons at home that want to play ball, and, and you talk about Ronnie and Roy, it's his two sons, but his name was Roy Lott. Right. And uh, so I uh, introduced him to the uh, Bears on the west side, which was predominantly all-black team. And uh, Ronnie, uh, back in them days, man, he was, he was, and then he went to USC, he was tough. And then you know his career in uh, at, with the 49ers. So, uh, yeah, I, I've known him since he was about eight, nine years old but uh yeah, my career started uh right out of uh out of uh, when i turned eighteen i joined c i f and uh they kind of took me under their wing and then in seventy two uh or seventy one or seventy two i went to the pac eight i got assigned because i was working a smaller college it's like Whittier Laverne, burn uh on on in Southern california and uh worked a lot of those uh Independent schools. And then I worked like University of Redlands and some of the smaller schools. And then Cal State Fullerton had a football program at the time. And they don't no longer have. But, uh and then UC Riverside had a football program. so they had a couple guys that went on to the NFL play for the Dallas Cowboys. Butch, uh, what was it? Butch Johnson, I think it was his name, a wide receiver, played with. Uh, the guy that just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, uh, the Jimmy? first number 88, huh? Oh, okay, the first the number 88. Oh. Yeah, he played with uh, Pete, was Pearson, Drew Pearson, Pearson, Pearson. Yeah, Pearson. Pearson. Drew. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. A little story about Drew Pearson. I was working, uh, a uh, a, 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 what do you call a preseason game in San Diego and the Dallas Cowboys. And Drew Pearson was a wide receiver. And uh, the guy that uh, – he was uh, – uh, he's in the Hall of Fame, too. He's from – played for Green Bay. But he, he was with uh, – he went to school in San Diego. His son played at USC. I'm trying to think of his name right now. But anyway, he was a defensive back. And he uh, come right up on the line of scrimmage. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm watching them too because that, that was my key to watch that wide receiver. And I'm watching, and Pearson start up-chucking balls. And guy jumped back. He up-chucked again. He jumped back again. And then the play went off. And <laughs> after the play was over, the guy that he up-chucked on went over there, and I could see him telling him something, you know. So at halftime, I went over there to him, and I said, I saw you giving Pearson." Uh, here, what what did, what do you what do you tell him? I told him. I said, "MF, if you're sick, get off the field because you can't be throwing that shit up on me." <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "I asked I I said, "I said, I, so, said, I saw you up, Chuck." He, he said, "My my he said my my stomach is always weak, and I have to throw up before every game." That was one of his his things that he used to have a problem with throwing up. After he caught a
2: pass or something, so just nerves. Yeah, you know, you know, i them nerves. How did you? So when you started out and you're doing high school, how did you get into the Pack Eight? How like and you're doing this local um, SCIAC, um the local college scene? What what led you to go to the? Um, I guess the opportunity to go to the Pack Eight. Like, what was the path for that? Or did you know that was a path?
1: Yeah, um, I got recommended by a uh, one of the signers that used to assign uh all the uh uh the S S C I C that was Whittier, uh uh Redlands, uh Occidental, all those schools he used to sign, and it was like uh it it, it wasn't the, the you know, it was a small small colleges. And um uh, yeah. He was, he was a Pac-8 official and he read, recommended me to uh, Jack Springer from, uh, he was the, a, uh, assigner for uh, a supervisor of officials for the Pac-8 back then. And they, they gave me a phone call one time and said they wanted me to come up to UCLA and work a, a you know, a spring game. And I went up there and uh, at the time, Coach, his name was Pepper Rogers. Who later he left UCLA, went to Georgia, and uh, I uh, got uh, Donahue uh, was a, was uh, was the uh, assist, uh, player assistant. He had just graduated, graduated assistant on UCLA, and uh, I got a uh, I went up there and Springer talked to about three of us and said, "Well, are you guys going to be able to get off your jobs or?" the weekends and stuff that worked this, And I thought, sure. And the next thing I know, they hired me to uh, go into the Pac-8. And uh, from the Pac-8, uh, there was a guy named Norm Shatner, who was who used to write the rule book for the NFL. And Norm was the first white hat in the very first Super Bowl in, in the Coliseum. Wow. Uh, Norm Shatner. And he was Jim Tunney's uh, uh, referee. And uh, Norm... Was a uh, was a guy that he he wrote the rule book for the NFL. He, his name used to be right on the book, Norm Shagnier, and he was Doctor Norm Shagnier. He, he was a real high. He had a, 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 P, a doctor's degree in, in education. And uh, but anyway, to make a long story short, he uh, uh, saw me working. He come to see somebody that had applied to the NFL. And I had never applied. And after the game, uh, he, he went to some of the guys that he knew that were in the Pack 8 and tell, they tell Jury he ought to apply for the NFL. And I said, "No, nah, I want to work on Rose Bowl. I don't want to go to no <laughs> NFL. <laughs> Man.
0: That sounds just like someone else we know. That sounds just like yeah. someone
1: else. And then so so, I, so they kept on me, and they, so they said, "Jury, put your application in." so I finally put it in, and uh they come out and interviewed me uh Art McNally uh sent uh, Nick Storage one year Jack Reeder, and in seventy eight was the uh, Nate Jones out of, of Seattle. They took him in. they only took three guys in, in uh in seventy seven and uh Jack Reader called me and said, Al, I want to tell you right now, he said, the only reason you didn't come in is, uh, Nate, those other three guys are older than you are. And if we don't take them in now, they're going, to, we're going to have to pass them up because of their age. So he said, uh, but you're going to be an NFL official. He said, we're going, to, we're going to go to seven officials next year. And that was the year that they also, uh, put that, uh, five yard checking zone in there to check within five yards. And uh, right, right. and that was the year, that, was the year uh, uh, that officials started getting a pension from the NFL. They didn't get no pension for that. But uh, I was only making like $250 a game back in the day for the, in the Pac-8. And <laughs> Hold, I went, on. Hold I went, on. Did I went, you say
3: $250 a game from the NFL? No, yes. the
1: Pac-8. Yeah. Oh, no, the no, 8 no. And that's NFL. How
2: much money was you making in the Pac-8?
1: That's what I said, $250. $250 in a pack eight. A game. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It wasn't much better. I went to the NFL We we gonna make the uh, rookies was gonna make it four hundred dollars a game back then. Oh <laughs> <ooh, laughs> goodness. Ooh. But, but so you can ask, to, ask, So know. can I ask, did you ever get to work that Rose Bowl? I no, I, I I left and went to the okay. went to the NFL. I but I was an alternate on, on the Rose Bowl. When the Ohio, when SC beat Ohio State, and uh, uh, Chilton Diggs from San Bernardino caught from Pat Hayden caught the uh, winning uh, two point, uh, the extra point, uh, point from the beat Ohio State, and Woody Hayes was on the over on the sideline, and uh, uh, he boy he he was something else, man. I don't know if you guys remember Woody Hayes, but he was a coach. Yeah. One time he he punched the player on the field, you know, he Whoa. He's a, yeah, he on the sideline. And but uh anyway, uh, when we uh got the pension plan and everything and uh we didn't pay anything into it. I, so I've been drawing my pension almost twenty years from the N F L now. But uh since I got my leg broke back in O three in a game. But um wow. so so we no, going to get to that. that so my that question
2: it. is, right, <laughs> So, when you get when you get in the NFL, right? Um how was your job able to like so were you still a mail carrier or when did you become a um when did highway you patrol. become a highway patrolman? Right.
1: Yeah, no, I was a highway patrolman at the time. I had like almost uh 15 years. I went to I went to work at the post office in 61 as a milk carrier for two dollars and sixteen cents an hour. That was my pay. <laughs> two sixteen an hour. Well but when milk, I left milk, there milk wasn't nothing but, but a quarter. Yeah, it was less than that. <laughs> <a dime>. <laughs> <laughs> Gas was eleven cent a gallon. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. But you could fill your tank up for two dollars back in them days. Right. But anyway, I I went to uh in nineteen sixty nine is when I went to that uh highway patrol. And uh I got a big raise. I went from six hundred a month at the post office to uh almost twelve hundred a month in the academy at in Sacramento for the highway patrol. And then uh while I was there, our Governor Ronald Reagan uh gave us a big raise and I was making eighteen hundred dollars a month. Man, I thought any anybody was making over a thousand dollars a month, boy, Back in them days, oh, you were making top money, you know. Right. But uh, you yeah, right. you was living high off the hog, huh? And yeah, man, you thought you thought you was really doing something, but uh, <laughs> and then then I I worked, you know, I was I worked basketball in CIS and base umpire baseball. I worked college baseball, and uh, yeah, I used to work for UCLA, USC, San Diego State, all those. Uh, college, but my schedule wouldn't let me uh, uh, do that after I got on the highway Patrol, so I had to quit college baseball unless it was a low, you know, junior college and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I worked with the first black umpire that ever got into the, he was a, his name was Emmett Ashford. He was the first black major league umpire. At one while, he was the umpire in chief of the Pacific Coast League and he uh advanced up became the first uh black umpire in major league and uh I worked with him uh locally he worked basketball too yeah boy he was he was something else and uh Emmett, boy, you know he put on a show behind the plate but uh yeah uh yeah there you go there you go that's him uh huh Yes, yeah, that's him. That's him. And then Burl Toler was the first black uh, NFL official from up in the Bay Area. Yeah, it's it Burl Toler. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. There should be some pictures of Burl in there. Now, he worked with Norm Shatner, see, Burl. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, they yeah tell you about his Super Bowls and stuff on, on that article you just looking at that you're showing me right now.
0: Yes,
1: sir. And, uh, yeah, bro. Yeah, born in 1928. You know, he was uh, a guy named Ollie Madsen, who the Rams traded 18 players, uh, something like that, for Ollie. When he went to the Rams from, I think he was at Minnesota, and he's in the hall. Ollie Ollie just passed recently. But uh, I went to Burrell Toler's uh, retirement up in uh, San Francisco, and Ollie was there, and he got up and he said that Burrow Toler was the best middle linebacker they ever played football. That you could talk about Dick Butkus and anybody else but uh, Burrow, but he got his leg broke in a All-Star game, college All-Star game in Chicago, and that's why he didn't go into the NFL. And he told me one time that was the best thing ever happened because he went on, and uh, he was. they named a junior high school after him in San Francisco, Burrow. Yep, yep. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he was quite a guy, man. He
0: was quite a man. Say, know your history. Know your history. Oh, so
1: oh yeah, that's what I'm telling you guys. Get in, get in, and and learn about guys. You
2: know, uh, that's Google, why we talking to you. We going to the source. Yeah, we coming straight. So this is something we forgot to say. So you're doing all this officiating, and something that I didn't know. You're out of San what San Bernardino.
1: Uh, Inland Empire, right. I'm well known in the Inland Empire, uh, And You know what? 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 My 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 recollection when I was uh, doing high school ball in the Riverside, San Bernardino area, Riverside Poly turned out some great athletes. In baseball, my probably the best high school baseball player I ever seen was Bobby Bonds, Barry Bonds' daddy. Barry's oh, daddy. Wow. I had him in high school, and then uh, Reggie Miller and, and Cheryl Miller. I had them, and then in L.A. There's a guy named uh, Freddie Goss, who played for UCLA. You could Google him. You see, he was a captain when Lou Alcindor was a freshman, and uh, uh, what's the name uh, uh, that Allen the boy that played. <laughs> Yeah, career, Yeah, he, he was called Lou Alcindor back in them days. Become Kareem. <laughs> yeah. And in 69, I was fortunate enough, I was the youngest official to work at the sports arena in Los Angeles. Compton, which was an all-black team against Sunny Hills in 69 at the Coliseum. And then in 70, I worked Compton again. They 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 asked for me uh two years in a row and, and uh uh and I'll tell you how I got that assignment. I was number two in our association in in England and the guy that was number one, Chuck Lewis, who's one of my mentors, he was real light complex, like Grayvon is, you know, but you you could mistake him for one of them boys, you know? But anyway, <laughs> uh, when they call I know this is being safe, but I'm just telling it like it is. We, but it we look. call him Carmel these days. They, when they, when they, when they, yeah. When they, when they call and they said, uh, uh Harry Nicholson was our uh, signer and uh Pagan was the CIF commission. And he said, I want to, uh, the black official worked this Compton game up in sports arena, he said, well, we'll send Chuck Lewis. He said, no, 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 no. He's too light to play. So that's how I got it, because I was, I was the dark one. And so I ended up working at that, that finals ahead of Chuck, because I was number two in the association at the time. But anyway, I was only like 29 years old, man, working up. 4A, 4A was the highest that you could go, you know. And Compton uh, high school, if you, if you look that up, 69-70, they won like 60 straight ball games without a loss. Oh, oh,
4: wow. And they had
1: a guy named Larry, Larry Holdfield on that team that went, later started UCLA, went on to UCLA. But I'll tell you about Freddie Goff. In high school, he scored 100 points one time up at Big Bear, and they should not have never been playing Big Bear because they, they were way out of class. I think Big Bear only scored like four points in the whole game, and Freddie scored 100 by himself. They beat them like a hundred and forty to four. Ain't that something? Yes,
0: sir. Why would
1: you even schedule a team like Thompson if you had, a, a, you know, a little small school like Big Bear, and uh, up in the mountains? But uh, anyway, Freddie later coached at UC Riverside. He was a head coach there for years, and I think Freddie still living in Riverside. But uh, no. So Deshante, I understand uh, what position you work. Um, I, I
2: used to be a side judge. Now I'm on the line of scrimmage. Um, so I moved to the so line of scrimmage line, this year.
1: Line, yeah, I used to line. Yeah, I, I worked the line. You know, I was a white hat in in, in smaller colleges and stuff. I could have <laughs> probably been a white hat at UCLA and in the NFL, but my job wasn't committed. Back with the NFL back in the day, referees had to have a conference call every week. You know, they they had called into New York and all of them have a conference call. And uh, my time, you know, I had to, I had a job to do with the highway patrol, so I couldn't, you know, neglect my my duties with patrol to do the NFL stuff during the week. You know, I, I gave them all my time. You know, on the weekends when I traveled and studied the films
4: sure.
1: and studied the rules, you know, but, uh, no, it, it was, uh, quite a, entry. Another thing you got in 78, you said you weren't born, but uh, I was one. Did you ever hear? Okay. <laughs> I was one. I, was, he, 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 you know, he, <laughs> I didn't exist yet. But,
2: uh, uh, I yeah. was one. So there's a question though. So. When you get that call, was, was, I know, so it was a, a pay phone or something to call you to get in the NFL, right? How was that? Did
1: someone call? Or? No, they, ca- they, they, they called me at the office. I gave them my, my office phone. And then I, I left out of the office and went to a bowling alley across the street from the office and, to a pay phone and, and, uh, and, and called them back. Yeah. But I couldn't, I couldn't do business in the CAC, you know, that NFL business. So sure, sure. I took a break and Went across the street to that bowling alley and used the phone. back in them days. There wasn't no cell phone, so, <laughs> so yeah.
0: Speaking of the technology, you said that you were watching film. Uh, how were you watching film? Is it the VCR? Eight, or is it eight, that was eight millimeter? Eight millimeter man, man. VCR wasn't invented, that was I,
2: beta and eight millimeter. I, <laughs> no, I, I used to borrow <laughs> the, the I used
1: to borrow, borrow the uh, 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 uh projector, projector huh? from the See? junior from the junior. Pe- from the junior college, it was black and white. The film was black and white, man, and uh, back in them days, you know. Wow. And uh, wow. yeah, so did, did yeah. so. Would you just basically yeah, one time, watch, well, the
0: yeah. watch the whole film?
1: You have to watch a whole game, or yeah, well, well, we, yeah, yeah. Well, you, I would watch the whole game. Yeah, the the, the, cheek, the they they break it down into uh, you know uh, uh, scrimmage plays, uh, kick plays. Uh, you call it, uh, a free kick and then, uh, field goals and, and then your, your, uh, punts and, uh, you know, but, uh, the, uh, kickoffs and everything and watch, make sure the main thing up there, man, and what they're real stickler on is two, two things that they really stress when you get, you get that level. Forward progress. Make sure you get them forward progress spots right. And never let a team play with twelve men. You know, make sure you make sure you count every down. Count them players. Don't allow twelve men to play. If they want to play with ten, that's a problem. But uh, twelve, <laughs> no, that, that's a no-no. That's what that's what uh, Burl Toller and Norm Shacker and them got in trouble with because they lost a down. They lost a fourth down. They they gave a team five down, and uh, they all got the next week. They all got set down. The uh, the commissioner uh, Pete Rosell, set them all down back in them days. And uh, but uh, and and Norm was a, was the number one man, you know. So you know if they if they suspend him for a game, they suspend anybody. So, shit. Norm was was they was their number one man. Mm-hmm. Back in them so- days. But he's he's the one that that told them to for me to apply to the NFL. That's how, how I got started.
2: Okay. So so let's get into you working and then you get your first Super Bowl. How was that? The experience going Oh into man, your and, very first
1: one. That, Yeah, that was that was a uh, Super Bowl twenty between Chicago Bears and uh, New England. And, oh, you uh, had that one. That, Ooh, one that, was, was, that, was, that was a one. blowout. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> So that <laughs> was and, that's the great yeah, one. Yes, indeed, and uh, the Refrigerator Perry, and, yeah, right. and uh, Richard Dent, Richard Dent, right. and all of them, but I was telling you guys earlier, I was on the game in 78, my last preseason game, between New England and uh, the Raiders up in, in Oakland. Burrow was on that game with us, and uh, that's when Jack Tatum paralyzed Daryl Stingley. Oh, I don't know if no. you guys ever heard about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was that, Yeah, I was on that. If you ever look at a film, they show it sometimes on them documentaries. You'll see me coming in there, and I'm the first one waving for the doctors to come out to and see about him. Because I thought he was going to get up. I, I never thought he was hurt that bad, you know. That man never walked again after that. But, uh, no, nah, I was on that game. And, uh, yeah, that so, man never walked again after that. Yeah. So it looked like everybody <laughs> yeah. wore white hats back then. When did they change? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all we all wore a white hats back in them days. And then they went to the, the referee was wearing a black hat for a while, and the rest of us wore white. Then all of a sudden, they wanted the referee to go back to the white hat and gave us all black hats. They, you know, they didn't know what they going to do back in them days, man. <laughs> they was changing. I even changed my number one time. I was back judge fourteen. But my I come in the league is one oh six. That was my number. And then uh, one year they decided that they'd have back judge fourteen, referee fourteen, umpire fourteen, side judge fourteen, and then they have whatever other number, twenty one uh, side judge, twenty one field judge, okay. twenty one back judge. And, you know, they they just couldn't make up their mind what they wanna go. But you know, the pants that you guys wear now, the black ones with the white stripes. Yes. I helped. Design. I I was in New York the day that they was talking about going to uh, the NFL going to, the, to the black pants. Ooh, thank you. And, uh, and, and I helped. I'm the one that helped design that. And, but a lot of people don't like it. Oh, that, but uh, that's the best I thing it was, ever. It, it
2: it it's better than them knickers.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, man. And the high socks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was up there I was up there yeah. for a meeting in New York in the office when they when the people that that were going to uh, surprise they 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 came and asked my opinion Ooh, about you. it when I when I was up there and uh I said yeah I, li- I, li- I like the look I like that look you know cuz didn't make you them, them knickers man and yeah, with them socks man. and all that uh, but, but uh, that was more modern to me you know I would have loved to have a uniform like that when I was officiating. But uh, that's the way uh, time goes. What do, you, what do you
3: remember most from that first Super Bowl, other than that you had dinner plans before
1: halftime? What What do you remember most from that Super Bowl? <laughs> well, it was in New Orleans. And uh, before the game, we, uh, we took our wives out to uh, – to eat at the Commander Palace. Uh, no, it was uh, Pasquale's. Uh, it was, uh, no, they were world-famous for their barbecued shrimp. And um, we went there, and uh, while we were in there as a uh, crew, uh, one of the guys named Ron Botchin who also worked five Super Bowls, who just passed away just a year or so ago, he was a, one of, out of the five guys that worked five Super Bowls. I'm the only one living right now. The rest of the other four passed away.
2: Recording wow. 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 in progress. So before we recorded, you was telling us about all three of us couldn't equal one of you on the field. Could you reiterate that?
1: Did I say it like that? <laughs> I, I said, I, I, I. Well, you know. Some sometimes the truth can hurt, man, you know, but uh, <laughs> no. I I ain't bragging, but I, I, I knew my way around out there. And okay. uh yeah, yeah. The the proofs in, in the records, you know what I'm saying? It and is like like so. like you mentioned, not, don't many people get to work no super. I I work with a guy named Chuck Hamperlin and he was a referee, he was in the league for twenty years. And never worked the Super Bowl. He never worked the Super Bowl until he got into the replay booth. Uh, and he never worked on the field. And he, worked, and he was a good referee, but he never graded out high enough to get a Super Bowl. He got some playoff That's games you. and stuff, but he never, he never got, he never got the big game. Yeah, and uh, he was a twenty-year veteran.
0: Mm-hmm. So where'd you get this hey. gift of gab from? Uh Al, uh you were orator back in the it, day it, 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 so, it, it, software, so
2: he had to leave, at least talk people out of getting tickets cuz he probably wouldn't hey, do the
1: paperwork hey. <laughs> go back and look go, go back and look at that article about me that you guys put up there and look there when I was in uh in a middle well, it was called middle school now back in then it was junior high school i was a a, a champion orator man and speech oh, speech, yeah. speech and in high school too you it tells you right there we went to santa barbara up in uh on the coast and uh had on a saturday our our school represented and I was in uh what you call the drama- drama and i did i did uh the one by uh, uh shit um I, I can't think of it uh, but it was uh back in them days it was in history classes and stuff you know but it was a uh, Imperial Jones or something like that I can't think of the really name of it right now but i uh, no i i was a uh, a speech in a speech class man a drama. a student in, in junior and high school i didn't mess up till i i got to be eighteen and i thought i was, i was already had enough education but i i I found out that wasn't true. Yeah, more education you get, the better off you are, man. In this world, get them degrees. Yeah, I got a great grandson. that just graduated from Louisville back there. He played with this kid that's playing with the New York Jets now a big old boy uh, tackle. They was blocking for uh, for uh, Jackson, the Heisman Trophy winner. And but uh, he uh, he went to he was going to go to UCLA. But my my great grandson is six five, three hundred and forty pounds. This kid is. Six nine three and eighty. The one that his roommate wow. signed the eight million dollar uh, signing bonus with uh, with the Jets, and he's a starter starting tackle. Yeah, because told me against the Rams last year. That boy was 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 a beast out there on the field. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I got a picture of him on my phone, but he's a out of Louisville. He's, he's starting. Yeah, I think this is going to be a sophomore year. As a left tackle for the Jets, They um, old boy out of Alabama somewhere, because they were trying to get him to go to Alabama instead of to Louisville, but he wanted to block for uh, for Jackson, and when Jackson won that Heisman Trophy, right? That's why my great grandson went there to, to block for him. That's
3: awesome. But, uh, so Al, talk to us about your your three C's. We talked off camera about it. T- talk to us about your three C's.
1: Okay, the number number one thing when you're out on that field, your concentration level got to be so high. And when you're concentrating on that game, that when you threw, I used to get on the plane, man, I'd be physically and mentally exhausted from concentrating so hard and from, but you'll take your hand and put it up above your head. And uh, that's where you got to be all the time, I say, on the field as far as concentration is the number one C. make sure you you concentrate out there the number two is confidence you got to have confidence in what you're doing you know know them rules know know what you have to do if you don't know the rule book know know the the, the rules that change your position you know what i'm saying you got to know that you got to know when it's a safety or when it's a touchback you know and that kind of thing you know what i'm saying you got to know uh, 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 and, and count, count your players every time. On the kickoff, don't let them come out there with 12 men on the field and kick, and you don't catch it. Always mm-hmm. count, your, uh, count your men, your responsibility, you know? Because I've, I've had situations where side judge, field judge, and back judge are responsible for counting the, the uh, defense. And... Me and the side judge throw our flag because we got 12 men on the field, and the field just haven't thrown his flag. And I go to him, I ain't going to call no names or nothing, but I go to him and I say, throw your flag. Throw your flag. Because he's he going to get a downgrade if he don't throw his flag, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to be, when you, when you got 12 men on the field, you need three flags on, on, on that play. Because you got three men that's supposed to be counting the defense. And sometimes I even used to count the offense to make sure they didn't have 12 men. You know, I'd count my defense first and make sure. Then I'd count the offense. And that's not even my responsibility. But in case they didn't see it, if they had 12 men, I would throw the flag on it, which, you know, yeah, were, like I said, fishing your own pond. <laughs> that's you weren't throwing that's, 12 that's, men that's on offense, truth. was it? Did you ever th- <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, there have been twelve men we've had plays where there's twelve men on offense in the NFL before and then nobody caught it. You had you had uh yeah, they, they had uh five men five men in the back in the backfield, you know, and eight men on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That's thirteen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been done before. I mean it don't happen very often. But when it does happen you better you better recognize it, you know. And then <laughs> it, better, the other
2: one, it better be a I be down somewhere, right? Was, was,
1: but yeah, the last C is courage. You gotta have guts enough to make the call. Don't don't be afraid to throw your flag. If if it's there, it's there. But don't make no phantom calls, you know. Because be something that's not there. But make sure, you know. Used to be a guy named Stan Jabby. His his son was a NBA basketball okay, official would right, be on right. the air sometime now Steve Jabby. Right. That, that was his dad Stan when I got in the league they sent me a copy of his film man that man was something else he worked with, with a guy named Ben Wright, who just passed just recently but uh anyway uh Stan used to say don't be in a hurry to throw your flag look at the play say to yourself that looked like a foul you know what? I think that is a foul. Damn it. the damn game. If I reach back and throw his flag and everybody say, why you throw the flag? So he said, I'm, I'm going over that play in my mind just to make sure that I got it right. You know, don't he said, don't, don't be in a hurry to throw your flag because they can't do nothing until, until you do something. You know, as referee, if you got a play and then, you know, if you got past interference, just say, oh, that looks like fast interference. I think that is damn sure that's right reach back and throw your flag then you know just take your time but that's what—that's a lesson I learned from Stan Javis is to don't be in a hurry to make a call make sure what you see is what you see not, not what you think it is but what you see is what you see and you know a lot of guys uh, say I call them the way I see him." no 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 don't call them the way you see it call it the way it is <laughs> well, what happened? Because what, what you see might not be right, you know? <laughs> don't ever say I call him the way I see him. No, 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 no. That ain't the way, way I, you do it. I call it the yeah, way it, it is. The way it is, yeah. What, yeah, don't say, don't say I call him the way I see him. I said what it is. And another thing, don't be too technical. We used to have a guy uh, on uh, radio days on our crew that used to say uh, before every game, don't pick out the fly mess, but he say the shi word, but he said, don't pick out the fly mess, and make them big, you know, and, and he was funny, because when he brought his whistle, he wouldn't just blow, blow the whistle loud, he go, <laughs> he just kept on blowing the whistle, you know, it was funny to me, because that was his, that was his style, you know, but, uh, anyway, uh, the main thing, is, uh, concentration, then you got the confidence in your, your ability. And the confidence comes from rules study, knowing, knowing that you you prepare to go out on that field, prepare yourself, you know, look at them, uh, study the films and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, believe it or not, when you look at that on film, it don't look like the same play that you had on the field. You know, you, you look at the damn, that don't look like the play I had. Because yep. it's at a different angle and everything. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That, camera, that camera ain't going to miss nothing. And you Not might be in all. a bad spot. will always get you. That's right. It'll get you in a minute. That's why they brought replay back. I was in the league all three times. When they first brought replay in, they got rid of it. They brought it back again, they got rid of it. Then the third time, they brought it. I was in the league all three times when replay. So I know exactly. I hated replay when it first came out. Then I found out, man, replay ain't such a bad deal. Because you used to go home and you sweat before the next week. Uh, I wonder if I got a downgrade on that call. You know, you fill out your game reports and stuff and send them in. And then they look at the films in New York. And then they, they put all your grades down. Determine, that determines whether you get a playoff game or not, you know. cause the more downgrades you got, the less chance you're going to get a playoff game, you know. Sure. So you gotta make sure that uh yeah, and then guys used to sweat that they was worried so much about downgrades that they couldn't call the game. I was man just on work the game. Like as there was no uh grading system, you know. When I got first got in the league, Art Magnelli didn't have all that old crazy grades and stuff like that. You just let you go out and work, you know. But then they they had to oh they the commissioner wanted the guy to be held accountable for, for his calls and stuff, you know? So that's when they went to that grading system. And then Mike Herrera coming there, and man, he, he uh, changed, changed the grading system and stuff, you know? And, and, and he thought he was doing the right thing, but he later admitted that he shouldn't have never did it because he let a guy work back-to-back Super Bowls with that new grading system because it was a crew concept. And like I tell you, the top three guys in the championship, this guy was ranked number 12 at his position and got a Super Bowl. <laughs>
4: hey, yeah, hey he, better be lucky to it, You
1: know what I'm saying? because of his crew. He, he was on, this, on the crew that was number one referee and, and, and a bunch of guys. And his crew, they, they, they came out to be number one crew, but he wasn't number one at his position. He was number 12. Oh and wow. got mm. back-to-back Super Bowl, you know. And, th- and that was wrong. Cause you got 11 guys that ranked higher than him that didn't get the Super Bowl, you know. So that wasn't fair. That system that, that they had, that crew concept thing, nah. But the individual, uh, you know, when you grade out by position, that's a different thing, you know. Uh, you're doing it on your own.
3: Now, Al, you worked five Super Bowls and five championship games. What was the toughest game to work out of those ten games?
1: Out of them games, man, they're always tough. I, I I can't, I can't really, really say, you know. But there's a soundbite on that that Titan, uh, Ram, and Titan titan game where uh, Dick Vermeil said, uh, "Uh." some about there was a call that uh, he thought the that I should have made, but it was in the field judge's area, you know. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer, especially if you're in the Super Bowl, everybody out there is qualified to make their own calls, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he felt like they should have been a pass interference call uh, 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 against Tennessee uh, on one of his wide receivers. And uh, they didn't call it. And I'm on the side. I'm the closest one to him. And he so he, he's venting on me, you know. And so before I left, he said, Al Jury ought to donate his check to charity. <laughs> he missed that call. <laughs> but yeah, you can hear it on the soundbite on that game. But uh, no, uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's a tough job, man, to officiate it. Cause you one side gonna be happy, the other side not. When you make a call, you know, but you can't worry about that. You gotta do your job, you know. Okay, all right. Well, uh, so we got
0: one little thing we do. It's, it's a thing
2: called. Hold up, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that on the review. Not? We're not doing that. I'm sorry. He he passed that. See, we we done that.
0: I'd like so, to ask him. Uh, no, uh, we got uh,
2: some uh, questions uh, from Charles Stewart to ask Mr. Jury. <laughs> so how? Chuck one one of the first questions was Chuck asked about asked about Hardeman's barbecue in Dallas. He wanted that. He
1: said he brought up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Chad Brown, bless his soul, passed away. But Chad used to live in Dallas, and uh, he 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 the first one took us to Hardeman over there, and then from then on, it become original with, with me and Charles. So Charles and I were on the same crew for a lot of years, you know. And we traveled together a lot and did a lot of things together, you know, as far as uh, uh, socializing, you know, off the field. And, uh, yeah, Hartman's is one of the favorite spots. And then we used to go out in the, out in the country out there where in Edgard, Louisiana, outside uh, near Kenner, where the airport is in New Orleans. And New Orleans is a fun town, too, man. You know, you got a lot, a lot of good food and a lot down there. A lot of fun, the blues <laughs> clubs and all that. Yeah, you know, you go down there on on Bourbon Street and have a good. in and at Super Bowl time, oh, he's just like the Mardi Gras, man. Oh, we was down there for Mardi Gras one time. Me and him in Sanford Rivers. We were down there in February for the Mardi Gras. And yeah, who left the limo? He, oh, that was a Joe Horn. <laughs> Joe, yeah, used to be a wide receiver for New Orleans.
0: Right?
1: Yeah, he he, he, he didn't like to fly, so he bought a limousine. Matter of fact, the the his limousine driver had went to California and, and brought that limousine back. Then he bought a brand new, uh, big old uh, t- uh, town car, Lincoln uh, stretch limousine. Yeah, uh-huh. we we had, yeah, we, we and he and he he took us to uh, the steakhouse. Uh, Chris, what do you call it? Chris, Ruth Chris, Chris. Uh, Ruth uh, Chris, Ruth, Ruth, Chris. Hey guys, man, and uh, he, he footed the bill. The, the, the driver, he told the driver. Matter of fact, when we was in the, he told the driver to go to this house and get some money from this guy. He went there, and the guy gave him like five thousand dollars, man, out of out of uh, Joe Horn's safe because he was gone fishing, and and, and uh. uh we uh went to went to the, uh, Ruth Chris, man. We had uh, we must have spent a thousand dollars up in there, uh, <laughs> me and Samford and and Chuck, yeah, and uh, oh, yeah, yes. we down there. Uh, but uh, yeah, Joe Horn was a, was a good old too. You remember that 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 time when he had that cell phone? He took it out after he scored a touchdown. He was talking yeah. on the cell
0: phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think didn't To do that after that. Uh, No, To was the first. He was the first with the pen. Oh,
2: okay. He was after. All right. So my next one took one to say. He said, ask about the a A man corner in the in the black room at the clinic that y'all used at NFL clinic." The what now?
1: The a man -man -man corner. corner at the clinic, NFL clinic. Oh yeah. One of them guys, because all of the black dudes were sitting together one time. He gonna come up and be, man. You can I join you guys? Said, hell no! You go over there and do with the rest of them boys. Yeah, but no, <laughs> hey, 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 hey man, quarter, yeah, coming yeah, yeah, boy. But uh, that's one thing about me, man. I, I was I was very very outspoken, but uh. <laughs> uh Booker Turner was at a game one time. Yeah, you, y'all guys heard that name before, haven't you? Basketball with the I, pack. I have not. He used to be a signer. Booker Turner was uh, a signer for a while, but he was a top of. He worked final fours a few times in the pack. In the pack eight, uh, he was a, him and L- L- Lorenzo Clark out of L.A. Well, Booker was at the game, and Booker knew Nate Jones real well too, because Nate was in the basketball pack up up in the uh, Seattle area because he was well actually he was a principal of a high school in Portland that's what Nate did he just passed away a few years ago but uh, anyway they was getting on Nate about not making calls and stuff the NFL and uh, Booker had heard about it and uh, he, he was up in the stands with all his buddies and stuff and he said man Nate is just too nice a guy you mean, he need to be more like that in down there in San you know. But he, he said the word, you know, he needs to be more like him down in San Bernardino and they quit messing with it. <laughs> but the, he was talking about me. I said, Yeah, because well, I was with Nate when they when they were when they was picking at him, Because but Nate got to the point where he was a, he was afraid to throw his flag, man, 'cause everything they was giving him downgrades and stuff. But he did have he did miss him. One time we we're in Dallas and there was obvious pass in the parents' call and I threw the flag because it was so obvious but it was Nate's call. So I got a I got a, a, a top grade for it and he got a, a downgrade on it because he didn't make the call, but it was cause they putting that pressure on him. That, that's that's it was. Well so Nate was a good I told you he worked a super bowl with me in Atlanta. Right. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl twenty 22 24 I guess it was yeah between the 49ers and Denver no that was between uh, what was 24 oh. that was um i am saying we were we were Washington and Denver and then it was uh yeah was Denver, Frisco Denver. Was, that was that was uh, 49ers yeah that was a true blowout 50 yeah 50. all all, my, all of them was blow out until until that Titan the Ram game really because all my Super Bowls pretty much were, the Washington Redskins one was a blowout the oh, yeah, Chicago was a, Bears was a, was a blowout that
2: was a travesty yeah, right yeah, there yeah, yeah. so my last one and you touched on it earlier Chuck wanted, Charles wanted me to ask you how did you break your leg
1: I got ran over by uh, I, I was uh, I was in uh, New Orleans last preseason game at that time. I was that year I was uh the first black official to be number one in seniority. I had more seniority than anybody else. I wasn't the oldest official at that time, but I had more seniority than the first time in the history. Even Burl Toler was never senior official during his career. But I just I was just fortunate enough Last long enough to be uh, the first first uh, black official to be senior official in the league. Hey, hold on, and Mr. I, hold I was on, Mister wo-
2: Jeremonte, hit, hit the button, hit the button.
1: We we, we want
2: to acknowledge that that right there. <laughs> that was a that was a humble monk stunt right, right there I, that you did. Didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you him on home. that one. I, I didn't want to <laughs> interrupt him. Yeah, I'll let you continue, y'all. With your seniority, just want to get you pay your homage.
1: No, but. uh when I got my leg broke, a, a guy named Mel Mitchell, a defensive back, they were playing Miami, I think it was. Yeah, Miami Dolphins. Last preseason game it was in August in New Orleans. And the guy so was a pass on the side on my sideline in my area. And uh, I was way out of the white. I was way in the back and uh, Mel Mitchell came and to keep from hitting the pile, he jumped over the pile, and when he jumped over it, he fell and he rolled into my leg, and and didn't even knock me down. You know, I I but it, it, something felt funny. You know, I said, "No, this ain't right." I, and, but I didn't even get knocked down. And uh, Ron Blum, my referee, came over. And said, "Al, what?" I said, "Man, I can't, I can't, I can't move." Huh? He said, uh, "He said, well, you you need to lay down." I said, "No, I, I don't want to lay down." So they brought the gurney out there and they took me back into the locker room and in came the doctor from uh, New Orleans and the doctor from Miami. Both of them came in and looked at my leg and everything, said, you got a broken leg, man. And then found out my knee, had messed up my knee, my meniscus on my knee. So that's why I got arthritis to this day because of that, that that injury. But uh, yeah, and uh, that that essentially ended my career. I tried to come back and I was working in San Francisco in the preseason a uh, year later, but they paid. I got paid for the whole season because of, uh, even though they, the injury happened during the preseason, they paid me my entire salary for the, for the whole year. I didn't, I didn't miss a check. I got a check just like if I was working. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, I went, tried to go back and Pereira, I called Pereira on the phone cause I was, I was, I wasn't running very good, you know? And I just, and I, and I told, I, I, I came to a guy named Kurt Dornan from Seattle. He was feeling I said, Kurt, am, do I look like I'm really limp? He said, yeah, Al. He said, you, you, you do. I said, okay. So I called Pereira that, that night. Told him, I said, well, I think I might hang it up, man. Uh, so they had me go to New York and see their doctors and all that. And they gave me a career in uh, injury settlement, you know, injury settlement. So yeah, I got 180 grand for for just that for that because that's what I was was making at the time of a year's salary uh, and <laughs> at, at that yeah, back in those days. Man, them guys are making like a uh, horse chicken, Them guys they 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 making like 300 thousand a year now in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But <laughs> you started
1: out
2: making what? What did you say? Four hundred dollars. Yeah, he went for four hundred dollars. Then it went up 000. to. <laughs> he my, was buying the whole He went half <laughs> the hall. He he bought the whole hall. He <laughs> yeah, had the farm.
1: Bought the farm. Hey? My, my first, my first Super Bowl, I didn't make but three thousand dollars. We got three thousand dollars for the first Super Bowl. That's what they were paying. The pitch was three thousand. Then. My next one, I think I was making like five thousand. Then it went up to say ten thousand, and you know, and then I, uh, I think that last one, I think I must have got like, like twenty, twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand for for the Super Bowl. But but that that wasn't no money, man, compared to what they was making on uh, some Super Bowls. Should they selling them tickets for uh, five hundred dollars to, to get in back in them? Sure. They said them are up to a thousand dollars now to go to the Super Bowl. Absolutely,
2: that's cheap now. Nah, uh, uh, oh, that's starting price. That, 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 <laughs> that, that's that's, <laughs> that's if you, price. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, if you that, don't if get it on the second correct. price. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that's startup. So, so, uh, so, we won't do under yeah. review, But, can I ask one question, Mr. Jury? Out of all these career accomplishments that you have, uh, you've done all these things in the Iowa Patrol within football,
2: uh, mentor,
0: mentored uh, Pac 10 and Baseball, basketball. It was Pack Eight, eight but pack the, 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 you
2: give them to two schools. You <laughs> <give them> two- <laughs> right, what, right.
0: What's what's the, the career accomplishment uh, that's made you the most proud out of out of out of all of these career accomplishments? Just the many you
1: have. My ninety. If you look on that thing, that nineteen seventy two Little League team that I had, that was California State Champion, first all black Little League team. To win California state champ, we were the, back in them days. They had what you call a Northern California and a Southern California. We we <laughs> beat Northern California to represent the state of California. Yeah, not not there going. It was keep the whole on, one, right? Keep on school. Tell go 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 back. You talking about? It. Yeah, that that team right there and that kid right. Two two. That's me over here. the kid. That's two sides. That's Teddy Brown. That was my star player right there. That boy could do things, man. As shortstop, that most high school shortstops could do. Or college, he go in that hole and, and he had a he had a rifle. But uh, Teddy, uh, who was uh, we had we won fourteen straight games before we lost uh, to Hawaii. Hawaii beat us and 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 that's when I got in. I had to go to the clinic up at Stanford, and I had to leave my team. And go up there and take the NC two A test, you know, uh, for Jack Springer, and then I flew back. They they let me go back to coach my team, but anyway, uh, I flew up there and then I flew back. But uh, that team right there, man, back then it was single elimination. If you lost, you was out. Okay. So we won fourteen straight games and ne- never made an error. And then uh, one kid. Uh, standing next to the other coach over there he played second base he committed two errors in that game but it was t- it was a tough play you know i i think it was base hits myself but they even gave him, gave him errors on it but uh the only two errors we made in 15 games man and th- them kids was balling out man and uh yeah i'm most proud of them boys and, and a couple of them boys uh went into the major leagues man and uh Gary the one that's standing next to me and he he ended up marrying a Dallas yeah a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader <laughs> yeah <laughs> and his son was was, uh, was Sky Dawson that played at TCU a few years ago was MVP in, in the Fiesta Bowl or something or the bowl that played in San Diego or Holiday, whatever it was oh, yeah. he was awesome. a MVP of that Sky Dawson was his name that was his son and when he came to his mama's funeral he told his son he said so he says, see, Mr. Jury, that's the best coach I ever had. And he he was coach, you know, he was in high school, all American and all that stuff in high school. And he was a track star too. To run them hurdles, man. He was a hurdler, you know. But uh, no, that that to me and and then uh scroll it, scroll it back down, you see my women's softball team, I, I think uh, Yeah, right hope. there. Yeah, they, they, we. You read that article right underneath there. But this lady right here in the in the front, I show you down next one over. In the go to your left. Yeah, that's my wife. <laughs> we've been, mar- <laughs> yeah,
4: we've
1: been, <laughs> we've been, we've been, we been married sixty years. I've been with that woman sixty years, man. Wow,
0: wow. But
1: I had, a, I had to. Pull a Teddy Pentagras on her a few times, so she tell me something. I told her, I tell her, I tell, tell her if you don't know me by now, <laughs> you'll never, never know. Me. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to
2: end it on that note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Albert, yeah.
0: you
1: Oh my goodness! Is, yes. Oh you my see, goodness! Look over there. You see? You see the year on that? Nineteen sixty four, man.
2: Man. Wow! Man. Hey, this this history right here Yeah, oh. this, is, this, 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 is, this is a show
3: that we, we going to have We're going to have to definitely do this again Because there is more stories We missed out, to tell. out on a lot and, oh, yeah, man. We, 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 we can sit here all night with you Mr. Jury And we really appreciate you coming on the show Dealing with our technical difficulties there At the beginning and um, But middle. this has been great And um, we would love to do it again because uh, I never had the opportunity to meet you in person. So some of these stories I've heard a little bit from Chuck, but man, I, we need to speak to you again because th- this this is just golden right here.
0: I, I would say, can we make one request, Al? Can we get you on yeah. the show with Chuck? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that'd be that'd be all
2: right. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, well, remember, y'all, you got to keep it clean. This is clean. <laughs> yeah, we we'll keep
1: it clean. Just tell that knucklehead. I said, "Yeah, absolutely." Yeah, when you yeah, talk absolutely. to me, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, All yeah. Right. Therefore, yeah, yeah. He he, quite a guy, man. But uh, I I met, I tell you the one. I I really miss Chad, man. Chad Brown. Oh uh-huh. man, we, yeah. we were together for a while, man. But let, let, let me tell you one story about Chad. But Chad. When they were gonna put Chad on Ed Hockley's crew, Chad called me on the phone. He said, Al, I'm gonna be with Ed Hockley. I said, You gonna be with Ed Hockley? He said, Yeah. And he told me to send me a copy of my film so he could see how I work. I said, Well, you call him back and tell him to send you a copy of his film so you can see how he works. And, but he fell out of like that. He called, he called me up. I didn't know what he he to say. He was stuttered. He said, send me a copy of your film so I can see how you work. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to handle that. I said, man, don't, don't, let them, I said, don't let them catch. Just call they They're the referee. They're they, 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 they just part of the crew, too, you know. That's what Ben Dryden, I got into it about. He told me one time. You just wanna take over my crew, you know. I said, Man, F your crew, you know. I said, Don't do not do not come <laughs> up with that. That's we 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 were in, we were in Buffalo, New York, man. <laughs> but uh he gonna tell me Pat Hannity told me you you try to take over a crew. I said man, I ain't trying to take over your crew and man, I, I told you what I said. But anyway, uh no they, they knew not to mess
4: with
0: me Know your history. Get your three C's down, everyone. Mr. Al oh, Jury. All right. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Thank Mr. Jury. You, Mr. jury. Thank you. Thank okay, you. guys. Tune in to the next episode of the Unofficial Lounge. We have men's D1 basketball official, Crystal Hogan
3: you know, I was doing only only girls basketball. Um, I wanted to do men's, I mean, boys' basketball, and what, what so far, I tell. Uh, I think I've told the story before, but um, you know how in high school you have to do your hours, your set number of hours before you can um, be certified to officiate. So you sign up, we have sign-up boards for the different scrimmages that people had going on, so I mean, I'm walking in and I'm looking for the boys' scrimmage. I'm looking for Jordan High School scrimmage. I'll never forget it. I'm looking around for the clipboard and it's it's nowhere in there i didn't circle the room like four times looking for that clipboard you know the, the high the, the high level stuff he's like no um only only men are doing the
2: thank you for listening to this episode remember to please like and subscribe as the unofficial lounge is available on all your podcast streaming outlets including apple google spotify and anchor we look forward to you joining us next time in The unofficial lounge.